0: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
1: Not today, fancy voice man. We are in fact live from Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmstead on a Tuesday edition of the program. This place is stunning. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. This gorgeous, a
2: beautiful place.
1: Yeah, Gibby's stomping grounds over in his neck uh, of the woods. His This is all about it. You were Gibby on the Trail. Gibby Trail earlier yeah. today, and you're out here. Uh, this place is loaded up. I mean, what a place to watch games on a Sunday, on a Saturday, have lunch today. Come in. You can see us. We're here. For the yeah. next two hours, doing the program. Come on down. Great, Look at the bison right here. Nice Great bison. memorabilia
2: as well, all along yeah. the walls. I love autographed it. Photographed jerseys. It's beautiful. It's we'll get it. that one swapped out. TV's everywhere. Yeah, we'll we'll you, we will, we will out. maybe get a number three Kate York right up there. That would be appropriate. Yeah, I, this, like it would I be. love
1: that Hop Cassidy over there. I haven't seen a Hop Cassidy in a long time. Yeah, it's That's an, really strong. It's a nice color. wall over there. That is. Very, very good. Notice the gray on the sleeves pops a little bit more than the red. Oh,
2: they there's notice. no doubt.
1: Yeah, but they don't do that anymore down there. How you doing, buddy, on a Tuesday?
2: I'm great, man. Yeah. I'm great. Happy to be out here at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmstead. Excited that we're still, you know, basking in the glory of, of the Browns' victory on Sunday over the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, when you kind of look at the landscape of the NFL, and then we'll talk about last night's debacle, in, I'm sure, at some point, but there were a lot of teams in the AFC that you were expecting to be teams of consequence who lost their out-of-conference games. You're talking about yeah. the Tennessee Titans with the Giants. Now, both of us were down on Tennessee. We both yeah. like the Giants and the scores. The Broncos lose in stunning fashion. I mean, quite stunning. They should have won that game by 20 points. Yep, that one I thought was stunning. Cincinnati, that's in conference. In they, conference, that's a yeah. team that you know you were looking at that lost. The Patriots were a team with playoff aspirations. The Raiders uh, out of Vegas. Now they lose to the Chargers, obviously, but. I thought it was a very interesting week one, and the way that things out the Colts tying the Texans may as well mm-hmm. feel like a loss. I thought things went pretty well for the Browns. All big picture, not only going one and zero, but just big picture in the league, in the AFC, things went very well for the Cleveland Browns.
1: There's there is a needle that has to be threaded here that's very delicate and it's tricky to get to week twelve with Deshaun Watson. That's right. And and I think it's very fair to say that week one went really well. To that end.
2: No doubt. I mean, look. This is just what I'm about to say is the most obvious thing ever, and it's simple math. But by going one and zero, you now have to go five and five to get to our target of six and five. Yeah. Going zero and one means you needed to go six and four over the next two games over five hundred. Yeah. This is a, a wonderful place to be, and you have an opportunity to really build on that now with the Jets coming to town. We're not even looking ahead to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but with the Jets coming to town, to get to two and zero for the first time in f- forever. Yeah. Because last time we won in week one, I, we did not win in week two. Get Gibby. Get Gibby in here. Get the Gibby Trail. This is your neck of the woods. The, get, the, break it the down. The
3: last time we were 2-0. Yep. 1993. Nineteen. I believe. Wow. ninety three Wrap your head f- around
2: that. A freshman in high school. Actually, it would have been in the fall of 93, so I would have been a sophomore. Sophomore.
3: Sophomore. Wow. How about them apples?
2: Yeah. I mean, look. It's Yikes. You. I wasn't driving. <laughs> <laughs> the, um yeah, I, th-
1: uh,
0: I think you don't do it
2: well now either.
0: <laughs>
1: Gibby, do you, do, did you just like for for you on this? It's just coming here, B- Buffalo Wild Wings North Olmsted. So this is
3: yeah the Gibby Trail. A, a, a nice little basket of potato wedges with cheese to get things going. A little <laughs> just Dr Pepper. Out nicely. I saw I saw my one of my favorites PBR it is well stocked and ready to yep. go underneath. but beer taps galore. I mean, it is clean. There are screens everywhere.
2: You can get all the food you want, all the so drinks you want. Patio? I mean, it just feels like a place where you'd love to come plop down on Saturday, and I'll see you on Monday. Here's another. Are well there, are well there are said, cots, out of you. Are there um, hammocks.
1: The, the other thing I really like about this setup is I'm big. Uh, I'm, a, I'm big high table guy. Same. High Same. top guy. Love a high top. Same. So I love I like how they have this set up in the middle, and I also really love a booth. Big booth guy. So they
2: the, the fact that they have both here is a it, that's a big big win. What they've created here is stadium seating, right? You've yeah, got they have. a little bit of a yep. lower a lower high top here with this just the stools Oh, and then subtle here, difference. Good job at you're you. You're here, so you're right over them. They're right there. It's almost like you're at, you know, one of those fine movie theaters, but for sports.
1: I like it. I like where you're at there. Um, okay. This How are game was today. You asked me. Let me uh, ask you. you We're know, fine. It's safe. Mm. Nothing to see here. Uh, it's a Tuesday. Uh, I'm happy that I'm here. Yeah, you would. This almost game worked. last night. I mean, so there's a lot to get to here, okay. a lot to unpack. Let's okay. just start with the obvious last two-minute approach for the Denver Broncos. So I saw a stat this morning, and I'm paraphrasing it. I don't have it exactly, but it was okay. something to the effect of okay. Russell Wilson on um, on. Plays of third and eight or greater or fourth and eight and greater is like a 67% passer. Okay. 64-yard field goals go in 6% of the time. Yeah. What in the blue hell?
2: Brother, And it was fourth and five. Everything leading up to it. It was fourth and and
1: five. five. Everything leading up to it, the approach, the fact that – like, I was so glad. I I don't know how you guys were. I went back and forth between – Buck and Aikman and Manningcast. I, I find the Manningcast interviews to be largely tough. Yes. But for some reason, I had the intuition to hop back to Manningcast at the end. Yeah. Be- I don't know if just Manning Peyton's dialed into Denver or whatever it was, but for yes. some reason, I popped over and caught the last two minutes live on the Manningcast. And to watch his expression, knowing that he's very much invested in that franchise, clearly. Like I'm sure he's around the facility oh, was, constantly. Yeah. He he doesn't hide it at all. That was a biased account. Oh, it feels almost like he likes them more than the Colts. Absolutely. Right? So, to, to watch his face as Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson did what they did on that last drive was worth everything.
2: Okay, two things. One, fourth and five. You get up there and you run a play immediately because guess what? You either throw it and get a first down, yeah. or you don't, and there was, what, a minute and five seconds left? Minute five, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? You get to punt it, pin them back. You still had all three timeouts. Yes. So you would have, even had you not gotten it, you are likely to get the ball back in a similar position, first down with, so let's say you got a punt. The play goes a minute, punt, 55, three runs, 40. you're going to get the ball back with 40 seconds mm-hmm. and no timeouts just trying to get to field goal range again, and most likely being starting off right where you are right now. Pretty close, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, is, that is a stupefying turn of events to not even say, let's go for it, and if not, we maybe have a shot to get the ball back because we have all of our timeouts. Yeah. Two plays should have been called. Mm-hmm. Javante Williams with an unbelievable effort on third down to make it a reasonable fourth right. down. And then go ahead and let's go play. And instead... They stood there. Peyton Manning. I thought he was gonna like poke a hole through his hand as he's calling, like, trying to call timeouts. someone's gonna get a timeout here. E, e I think. he I'd really like to get Shannon a timeout here. Going, what what do do we do? It was Shannon Sharps we lost. their the combined vitriol from Shannon Sharp and Peyton Manning about number one, the use of your lack of utilization of Javante Williams all night was hysterical. And and by the way, they were speaking for. And I don't even know if they realize it, but all fantasy football players. Like, oh my he's gosh. clearly better than Melvin Gordon. It's just
1: not close. And I know that uh, our buddy Ben Albright is big on the 55-45. They really like Gordon. And I think one time we got him to admit that, like, he lives in the same building or near Melvin Gordon. Am I remembering that correct? Yes. Yes. So I feel like that's the one blind spot he has. If that's not 70-30, I don't know what you're doing. He's I mean, telling
2: you, though, the truth of what yeah, the He's is right. Doing.
1: He's, not he's wrong. right on that. But it, it's stupefying. he' it feels wrong. Because when you watch Javante Williams and you watch the you watch Melvin Gordon – these two things are not alike. And it felt like every time Williams got the ball, it was
2: ten yards. Ten yards. And he, every time. he still averaged six yards a carry. He had one where he got hit behind mm. the line of scrimmage yeah. immediately for five and then on the goal line. By the way, okay, you you saw the way they were playing defense at the yeah. goal line. Do you think an inside handoff's going to work out of the shotgun? Because guess what? Melvin Gordon had no chance either. He got blasted. Then Javante, why not throw the ball out of that formation? Or why not get under center and line up and run a true power rushing attack from a foot out. What is, is They fumbled twice inside the one-yard what it, it is one of the worst losses ever. And, and, you know, I feel very bad. My buddy Reams, he was like, who's you know who, who do you think's the lock of the week? And I thought Denver was Felt absolutely like the lock yep. of the week. Now, to be fair, he liked Tennessee. They ended up losing as well, so I don't feel quite as bad. But that was one of the worst losses I've ever seen. You, they fumbled twice inside of the one-yard line on consecutive possessions. It was the first time that it happened, they said, since the Rams – like 30 years ago, and the Rams lost that game by 28. It was just a Can stunning just... performance. And, and I thought Hackett was – and I, I love this phrase because it's silly to me, but he's out over his skis. like Way. Way. Way out over his skis. Yeah, you
1: go like this, that's what, ha- that, what happens with that's that. That's right. You get out over your skis. So, he's Paul Hackett's kid. That's right. So, Paul Hackett bounced around forever, yep. coached in a lot of places, and a lot of people worked under him. That's right. So, what on his resume – Allows for him to be an NFL head coach. What the, the offensive coordinator? Yeah, with the but Packers. who's calling
2: the plays? I know, not I, him. No, whose offense is it? Not his. No, but wasn't that also true of Lafleur? Before he came, well, I guess he had one year in Tennessee where he actually was calling the plays before he came yeah, to he Green was, Bay. Yeah, but he was for sure. But Lafleur also does not. His dad wasn't Paul Hackett. Right. Do you see right. the? That's oh, the problem. Of yes, if his
1: name was. If his name is Bob Jones. He's not the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's not – based on this trajectory, yeah. he is not someone who would, you'd would give the keys to one of the marquee franchises in the league, which, by the way, is loaded. I mean, that's a joke that they lose to that Seattle team. That's an absolute and joke. It was an abomination. It's good for us, but it was – I mean, it was, it was just ridiculous. All right, a couple other things on this one last night. Yep. Geno Smith, could you tell me where he's been the last five years? I mean, you think about the things he's known for. Isn't he the guy who got his jaw broke? With the Jets in, like, 2015, a teammate punched him out over 600 bucks. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. He replaced Eli Manning in the consecutive start streak. That's right. With the Giants. Which got Ben McAdoo fired. <laughs> out. Um, and, now, and now he's back. He wins this job. They are clearly a team that, from a front office perspective, along with, and honestly, several of these teams who aren't really aggressively trying to win, one almost by accident. This one meant a lot to Pete, by the way. Would you have had Gino being that good as he was in the first half?
2: He did look good, and I would not have, especially against a defense that is supposed to be excellent. And, yeah, they've got DK Metcalf. Yes, they have Tyler Lockett. Uh, Will Disley was back at tight end and had that nice touchdown. But it felt like it was a couple of blown coverages early Mm -hmm. to those tight ends, and that's how they were able to get in the end zone. And then, really, they kind of held him because if I'm not mistaken, you know, Smith, it felt like he had about 160, 70 yards at the half and finished with 195. I want to say, he wasn't he 15 of 17 yeah. or 15 yes. to 16 in the
1: first half and yeah. then didn't have much to do in the second half, but he had a great line afterwards where he said, oh, okay. the, "The close the book on me or whatever he said, and then I didn't close the book or whatever. Great line out of him. Well, I'll look Get it the up. exact quote for cause cause it because it is good. good. It's worthy. It's worth getting it right. Um, it meant a lot to Pete Carroll. You saw him going nuts on the sidelines. What did you make
2: of the booing of Russell Wilson as viciously as he was booed? Wild. So, the quote was, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's right. That's, 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 good that's right. good yeah. It is good. Um, Were you surprised
1: that it, it felt so one-sided? A lot of Broncos
2: fans there, too, by the way. A lot of orange. Human beings, mm-hmm. no matter what the greatness of a player is, if they choose to yeah. leave for some reason. Dead to me. They – they do not care for them anymore. And so they felt probably personally rejected, Yeah, much as R. Gibbe did by LeBron, who brought them a championship, Correct. much as Russ brought a Super Bowl to Seattle. Now, the lead, you could say the Legion of Boom brought Super Bowl, whatever, he was there. They don't win it without him. No. <clears throat> that, to me, and by the way, if they just hand it off, they win a couple. That is... That's what it is, right? I mean, they're scorned like you were scorned. I'm
3: yes, sure. absolutely. You lied. I'm staying forever. It, no, you're not. I don't know that no, Russell I did. I don't know that Russ not. lied. And that oh, felt, no, I, I don't think Russ lied. I think that there was – That felt very fractured. And yes.
2: It doesn't sound like it was all his fault. Now, I think he is a, a, a bizarre – is bizarre a fair enough word? I think he's a bizarre I think individual. I think if
1: you dress like Lloyd Christmas – for your return to Seattle, yeah, I think that that would junior classify. prom baby. I mean, just strange. <laughs> and then the the, the way he guy. does before games, like the whole thing, his post game press conference was odd. He's different, a different, odd different bird, different cat. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this is what I think is interesting. He is far and away the best quarterback that that franchise has ever had. By a, a thousand miles. Yeah, Seattle. He's, he's, yes. Seattle yes. yes. He's won a super he won a Super Bowl for them. This is an organization they got close with Holmgren and Matt Hasselbeck, played in a Super Bowl, probably got robbed a little bit with Bettis on that one, you could argue, maybe potentially, but nevertheless, they got to one. And then he's the one who's a quarterback that got him over the top. He's the winningest quarterback in franchise history. It's they record. tried to trade him. In 18, First In eighteen. Supposedly. So they tried to trade him first. He said, Fine, you don't want me. That's cool. Uh, then I don't want to be here either. Why don't you go ahead and trade me? Here's where I'll play if you want to orchestrate a trade. I just, and I'm not suggesting he's in the category of these two players, but if you think of Brady's return to the Patriots and you think of Manning's return to Indy, in both of those instances, cheered lustily oh, in yeah. full. Now, I don't, again, I'm not saying he's that, but I am surprised it was as vitriolic as it was, it felt like when LeBron came back here the first time, it felt like
2: hate. And there were clearly distributed, and it felt like organizationally distributed signs that said 12 is greater than three. Did you see other oh, people yeah, holding Oh, yeah, for those? sure. So that is – that's a campaign.
1: For sure, yeah.
2: It, it was very different. They, he was not treated like the, you know, the returning hero. Hey, you know, our relationship ran its course, but, boy, we had some good times. Let's yeah. celebrate those good times here. It was none of that. And, and it was, I thought – very shocking to see how that ultimately did play out you're right and when Peyton's case you know you weren't people there were a lot of people that weren't sure if Peyton was going to be the same you know when he left he hadn't played for a year right well
1: he didn't know he had the neck injury right. he didn't That's know I mean. how he would come back for or what that would look like or how long he could
2: play they ended up with the number one pick and, mm-hmm. and, and well they I mean,
1: leaned into it, so he gets hurt early then they hurt lean... his finger painter oh yeah, they leaned all the way into the tank because luck was out there, and everybody yeah, knew for sure. it. Um, And then they had a choice. They could have either kept Manning or draft Luck. They make the decision I think everybody makes 10 times out of 10. In retrospect, they may have been better off just keeping Manning. They might have won another Super Bowl with him. They could have traded the number one pick for Luck, which would have got them probably five ones and two players. Can you imagine what Andrew Luck would have have netted you? You can't even wrap your head around it. I mean, wasn't RG3 was three, four ones?
2: I think th- To th- Seattle? Three? Or to uh, St.
1: Louis? Washington sent – that's the three. same draft. And yeah. luck was viewed on a completely different plane from RG3. Yes.
2: right. It wasn't even a discussion. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I think it was at least three number ones to, to St. Louis for that. So, they could have done that. Um, but I'm surprised it was as one side as it was. One other thing I wanted to get to. Were you aware that this year that the, that, uh, the EB, ESPN feed – is also
2: being broadcast on ABC. I was aware of it as of yesterday, but not prior, and I can tell you that my wife, who was in the industry, was flummoxed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was on both ESPN
1: and ABC – we know that there's a, an incredible difference when games are on broadcast versus cable. So yep. I wondered if that was part of the Buck Aikman courtship like hey, we're going to have some games on ABC2. Yep. You wonder if that was part is of it. Is it
2: every week or is it just some?
1: It look I think it's like select. Select games are going to be simulcast on both. Huh, okay. It feels like you would want them all. Why not? Yeah, like this they do with the college football Why playoff and everything else. Yeah, that's what I, I would get. think that they would. That you'd be able to do both um, and spread it out that way. Okay. So the other thing that I think is interesting. So I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Did you were you happen to be watching when Aikman was losing it over the fact that his telestrator wouldn't work, and said so on air? No. Okay. He was.
2: So I was watching it in silence for a lot of the time because the kids were there and we were up okay. and We were all hanging out, so I had it on the iPad in silence, and then I was able to watch the fourth quarter Manning cast, which was a delight. But really? So I didn't even see any of. Okay. I saw them visually, but I didn't hear. So
3: Aikman's losing it. Did you hear it? He was unfiltered throughout the night.
1: Yeah. He w- um, well, he's a made man now, What are they going to do? He was something- not happy with he the production. He took shots at
3: Fox during the broadcast. Yeah, he took yeah. shot-
1: and he took shots at he- at his own the group there. The current group. Current yeah. group that the tele- if we could only get a telestrator that would work, I could show you this like Yeah. he was not having it. So that was pretty wild to me yes. to do company on company crime in your first game ever. I was also a little surprised that they ran the Manning cast against their debut. I'm a, I, I was shocked. It has to be
2: because it was Denver.
1: It it has to be. This is my theory on what the thinking is behind what they're trying to do here. So, And they're unique to, to only them. They're the only ones who can do this. They are v- looking at a
2: total viewership. Totally, 100%. Okay. Yep. Here's so the menu. Here's, here's all want. of it. Yep.
1: This is the total viewership. And it's all ours. We, it, own, it we all. own all of this. Yes. And so while we love the numbers that are on ABC – we had that. We had ESPN. We had Manningcast. We had it together. We have blank million eyeballs watching the games. So they get that. So then you say, well, the Manningcast part of it, because the Manningcast is going to get probably two million at most. I mean, com- it's going to be so minuscule good, in comparison. Yeah. But what the Manningcast gives you, and if you go on ESPN.com today, and I think it's two different audiences: the broadcast audience versus the Manningcast audience.
2: Viral. Viral. Social. All the. Mel- meld- if you go to
1: ESPN.com today, it's. F- Best Manning Moments. It's all Correct. digital. So what they're doing is they're going for two different audiences, traditional, non-traditional, older, younger, and they're getting both. So that's the strategy behind it. And I, they're the only ones who can do it, and they do it to a pretty good – pretty good perspective
2: yeah what i'd be curious about is how they ultimately are going to go forward you know this is just a, from a business standpoint right how are they going to sell ads are they going to sell ads on a particular channel or are you going to buy an ad that will then get run everywhere how do the how are people going to want to be or are certain people going to target manning certain people going to target abc certain people going to target espn because it is interesting now let me ask you this well real quick that on that thought, though i okay. think
1: they are right now the ads are the ads both because when I would jump back and forth, the same ad that was playing ESPN so what, so it's was one block, it's of, one ads. block okay. of ads.
2: Yeah. Um, did you watch ESPN or did you watch ABC?
1: I can't even remember. Whatever was on the clickback. I can't remember. I think I went to ABC. I had ABC. ESPN on. I had I, ESPN on, too. I think I went to ABC just to double check that it was on. Because the only reason that I knew it was on is I started Manningcast. And it said also available traditional game on ESPN and ABC, and I thought, well, that's different. yeah. Because that, So that's new this year that they were doing that, yeah. that they're now putting it on broadcast too. So I think I went to ABC next, and then I bounced back and forth between ABC and Manningcast, so ESPN2 and ABC. Um, but they will get – the thing they're going to get out of ABC that they didn't get under ESPN is now all the casual broadcast. Oh, it's yeah. still – it's funny because I haven't thought about broadcast television in forever, right, over the air. I haven't, wow. been, I haven't been in that business since 2015. By the way, it
2: shouldn't be any different
3: anymore.
1: It shouldn't be, but it is course, significantly habits. because there are still people habitually who yep. go to those, and it's a decent number. It's probably a 2 or 3 million audience difference when you're on broadcast or when you're on cable, still, yep. after all these years. And we all have
3: all those channels. Yeah. Yeah. It By was, the way, RG3Trade. Would you like those details? Yeah, yeah.
1: give that to me because the luck one would, we could now formulate the luck one off of it. RG3. I don't know if you're
3: allowed to do more than three ones, though. So, Washington. At least three years worth of ones. Washington got the number two overall pick yep. in the 2012 draft. They gave up number six overall, number 39 overall. So, a first and a second. Um, The following year, they gave up the number 22 overall pick, first rounder. So future first. They didn't know at the time. In 2014, the number two overall pick. Three ones. Three ones. In consecutive years and a two. Mm -hmm. I think that might be the
2: most you're able to do. Now, I think if you were a team that, let's say – I think you can only go three years into the future. So if you had five ones over the course of three years, I think you could probably trade five ones. Yeah. But I don't think you can tr- go. You couldn't go into like I don't think you can go into 2015 and give that one.
1: So then well. luck would have been three ones plus 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 two three ones three, and or one, three, and players and twos, players like if you were yes. the Colts and you had Manning, you would have taken players. Sure. Give us the three ones and we want players. Yep. Is yep. what they would have done for luck. Yeah. And I think that now that we know everything we know about luck, you probably do that because Manning. Wins another MVP with Denver. He's a, exceptional for the first three years. The fourth year, he falls off a cliff. It was a year, right. Yeah, right. But it was three three, years, three right. great years, fall off a cliff, but they win and then the he year, was out. He was off the cliff. Right, which yeah. Which is ironic. Yes. One of the greatest offenses in history of the year when they get drilled by Seattle, ironically enough. That's probably why Super he was Bowl. so vociferous. Yeah. <laughs> he was anti, for sure. Um, from our side of things, we waived cornerback
2: quarter, Herb Miller today heard the NFL.com yeah and there's a report out there that the reason Herb was waived is that the Browns uh and credit the athletic was the first to report it that the Browns are signing a quarterback um Graham from the Chicago Bears practice squad he was a six-round pick I think it's Thomas Graham six-round pick out of Oregon in 2021 played in four games starting uh on four passes defense 13 tackles and to make room for him the Browns Browns plan to waive Herb Miller. My guess is Herb would be back on the practice squad if he clears Correct. waivers. And Herb yep. did a great job, obviously being Johnny on the spot. He's one of the a great gunner, one of the guys you know that works against the gunners. And he was the one that was right there after Demetrius Felton fumbled that punt uh, to fall on it and preserve the possession for the Cleveland Browns. So I think Herb would be back if he clears waivers.
1: All right, lots to get to on the program today. Wyatt Teller, who was just sensational in the game against Carolina, you'll hear some of his podium session. Uh, we'll. Some of the other things that we didn't get a chance to get to from our win. The top dog, Hanford Dixon, going to join us here in uh, about eh, 20 minutes from now. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. Uh, we've got a little bit of what we learned from every game. Denzel Ward as well. A little bit of higher or lower, better or worse coming your way. Louded, absolutely loaded up. Uh, and we are live, appropriately, at Buffalo Wild Wings at North Olmstead. Come and join us. We'll be here all the way until 3 o'clock. you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Well, there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, is the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs, and we are broadcasting live
2: this afternoon at Buffalo Wild Wings in North
1: Olmsted. Gorgeous location here, my friend, and you have some breaking news for us.
2: Yeah, the Browns, just as we had talked about, have made the following roster moves official. They have waived cornerback Herb Miller. Again, the hope is that he will be back. They have signed cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. to our active roster from the Bears practice squad and we have added wide receiver Chester Rogers uh to the practice squad so Chester Rogers yeah Chester Rogers and oh that's a name of trying
1: is. to get that pulled up I'm just curious what the um twenty eight year old uh um, yeah, he's been in the league been with the Colts uh was with the Colts up until now was um been with the Colts since two thousand sixteen. Yep. Six one. Hmm. ten yards of reception. For
2: the been group. around for a while. He has. He's been around for a while. Uh, most it. recently, Houston, fifteen hundred and twenty-two yards in the league for his career, and uh, yeah, so he's a guy that they're going to give a look to, a veteran receiver who knows how to play the game, certainly. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see there six touchdowns for his career. He has scored a touchdown. Did score one last year with the Tennessee Titans. Thirty catches, three hundred one yards. Started and one two touchdown. games. Yeah, and two starts. His best year was 2018 with the Colts. He had 53 catches, 485 yards, and two scores. So this is not a – again, we don't overreact to things on the practice squad. This should likely not to be a game-changing signing. But but the interesting one is that Thomas Graham, that's right to our active roster. When you sign off of another team's practice squad like that, he's got to be on the roster for a couple of weeks. So that's
1: something to pay uh, very close attention to as we get into the 53 and who's up, who's down by the time we get to this Sunday in the home opener Against the Jets, 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 Jets. One guy who we know will be in the 53 and starting and make a very big impact is Wyatt Teller. He was at the podium yesterday. Let's have a listen.
4: Hey, so yesterday, guys. So yesterday, you guys leaned on in the running game and got some plays out of your defense, and then obviously special teams came through in the clutch. Does that look like the formula going forward to you, Wyatt?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the formula that we've uh, <laughs> we've always wanted to kind of you know portray. Um, obviously, you know our defense played really well. Um, There's a handful of plays that, you know, changed it, but or that, you know, brought him close. You know, three phases of football, working together, complementary complimentary football. You know, that's how you win games.
4: Coach was just talking about Nick um, and he singled out a, a couple of plays down the stretch that he said are just nobody else does something like that. How much do you appreciate what he's able to do with those jump cuts? And once he gets you know, beyond you guys, what he's able to do?
5: Yeah. I think I saw a play where he jumped cut 15 times in one play. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's a talented back. Um, you know, he's not the only one back there that's talented. You know, we have, uh, multiple players that can play at a very high level, uh, which makes our job easier. You only got to give them, you know, a yard or two and they'll you squeeze through and, uh, you know, score a touchdown. Um, it's an absolute blessing to have those guys behind you. Um, but you know, we got to do our job and as an offensive line, um, we know, we take pride in being able to put, you know, rushing yards on the ground and, um, you know, be able to play, you know, complimentary football with our defense. Where if we have, you know, thirty-nine minutes of, you know, possession or forty minutes of possession, it's it's hard to uh hard to beat a team like that.
4: Wyatt, would you say? I mean couple of times, more than a couple of times, I looked out there and Kareem when Kareem was making a big play and he was running right behind you and you were, you know, blocking like crazy uh downfield. So uh, that's my one of my first questions is I mean, did you like just tell Kareem, hey, I've got you. I mean, was there something that you guys verbalized about how this thing was going to go between the two of you at all?
5: Yeah, I think that's the um the work we do each day. I mean, every day we're doing screen drills. Every day we're you Know practicing those looks, um, you know, running 25 yards down the field isn't usually how that drill goes, um, but uh, you know, kind of reading off each other's blocks. You know, Cream is you know, someone who sets up a lot of blocks. I mean, I it was kind of funny when I'm watching that screen. Um, <laughs> Joel's running half speed and he's as fast as me, who's running as at my absolute uh fastest, but uh, you know, trying to get downfield and make a block. Um, you know, I didn't. I know that that's illegal, you know, the, the chop block or the cut uh, cutting a defender, but I don't think (laughs) that guy was trying to hurt me or anything, do anything dirty. I think that, you know, he saw Kareem, you know, kind of right behind me and just, you know, tried to get, make the play through it. Um, You know, so I, am not, you know, I wasn't hurt about that, but it, it was, it was a big play and that, you know, 24 yards plus a 15 yard penalty, that's, you know, that's doing good on one screen.
4: Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Um, and then my other question is, uh, what did you kind of learn about Jacoby Brissett the first time that you guys saw him in action, you know, in your offense? So what kinds of things did you learn about him?
5: Yeah, I think that he works hard. He's uh, his attention to detail. He's tough, tough as nails. I know he had a couple big hits, uh, especially late. You know, he was getting up a little slow and that always scares me. Um, but, you know, he was making throws. He was staying in the pocket. He wasn't afraid of it. Um, and that's, you know, that's a testament to, you know, who he is and the leader he is and, um, you know, being able to, uh, you know, step in, you know, I don't think he expected, you know, to be playing as, you know, play Well, yeah, I think he knew week one, but, you know, you know, with everything went on. So, you know, I think that he's, you know, he took it with, uh, um, took the reins and, you know, we, uh, obviously there's a lot of plays we can get better on. Um, you know, that's personally, you know, I know that he would say the same, so, um, you know, kind of getting better and, um, you know, that growth between week one and week two.
4: Hey, Wyatt, um, I had a Jacoby question too. Uh, j- just curious what he was like in that huddle uh, on that last drive there.
5: Um, he uh, set the huddle and he told us the place. No, um, you know he's a leader. <laughs> um, for the most part, he, uh, you know, everybody in the offensive line or everybody in the, you know, the huddle, we know when, he's, when he sets the huddle and he's about to talk, you know, whatever you're talking about, whatever's going on in the huddle, you stop talking and you listen and you focus on the play and then you, you know, break the huddle and get ready to go. So, you know, I think that he did a good job setting that huddle. Same with Poe, you know, Poe and, you know, our center and quarterback different from last year. And, you know, those adjustments, you know, communication, you know, testament to, you know, how hard, how hard our guys work, you know, Jacoby did great. You know, obviously we can all get better. So, you know, that, like I said, you know, kind of that growth between week one and week two, um, but, you know, I'm happy we got, we got to win. Um, you know, we, we played well, obviously we need to, uh, when we get into, you know, red zone, start scoring more points. Um, those four point, uh, four point plays where we could get seven and we get three, um, you know, really good team. We got to get seven. So, you know, kind of, um, be able to, you know, score when we need to score. Um, you know, we had a turnover, uh, they had a turnover and, you know, we scored on that. So that was good, but, you know, kind of, you know take advantage of the mistakes they make and you know I think for the most part we did Um, but you know when we had to go score or we had to go make plays you know Jacoby did it and uh, I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for the guys around you know DPJ making all those contested plays you know we uh, you know good good individual effort and a great team effort as well. All
1: right good stuff from Wyatt Teller Teller there yesterday at the podium he got some Orlovsky love this morning did you see that? I did that. Yeah, it's, not, it's well deserved because yeah, he's, he's talked, a darn good player. Yeah, it was on the Kareem Hunt touchdown run where he uh, he pushes the the, fir- the first guy on and then goes and gets the second one, allows Kareem to jump cut and gone. Well, that And was, then
2: um, Orlovsky said, "Is is he, is he the best guard in the league? He might be." And Joel Batoni on the other side would, yeah. would have something to say about that. But it's certainly the best guard tandem in the NFL. But I, I, my little notes when I wrote down there, that was teaching tape. The Chief did a great job on his guy. Hudson did a great job on his guy. And then Teller got up and then got the second, and it was an alley. And, and when somebody's untouched, that's when you know you've done a great job. And those three sprung him for that big play. But, yeah, Wyatt Teller's an, an absolute stud uh, for the Browns. And our line did a great job. There was, uh, you know, in terms of the pass-blocking, in the league this week, you know, and there's all the different, you know, sites and analytics and people go, but the Browns were at one of the top three teams in terms of pass blocking in week one, and and it's because of Wyatt, and it's because of Joel, and and you know what, it's also because of the great job James Hudson did uh, in this game as well.
1: Yeah, he was. I was thinking of that when I saw the – I was trying to think of the way to put it into words, but the way Kareem runs, it's like his legs are going faster than his body. And so it's just a, like the, it's almost like a cartoon character. Like the legs yep. are going so fast that he's almost leaned back, but no one can catch it. It's amazing. I love watching him run. It's so much fun. Uh, some other impressions from the game yesterday. We talked about the busts on defense. Uh, plainly spoken, those can't happen going forward. We'll get into why some of those things sure. happen. Uh, we will do that coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Brown's Daily on 850 ESPN, Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: And Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, offering high-performance products that are durable, long-lasting, cost- and energy-saving to transform the look and efficiency of your home. Don't go into winter, and it's coming, by the way, with concerns about your roof. With Renew Home Exteriors, get a new roof installed in 7 to 10 days for no money down and payments as low as 96 bucks a month. How great is that? Plus, receive free gutter guards with your roof purchase. Beautify your home with premium siding roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more on that. Um, I mentioned this in the tease. We talked about it a little bit yesterday that basically – Carolina's offense comes off of three plays. Uh, Two busts and then the fumbled snap that Christian McCaffrey – I think nobody knew where the ball was.
2: Well, or they saw it and a couple guys went for the ball and then a couple of miles dove over the pile and they, you know, went in an attempt to get the ball when they put on the ground five times and we didn't come up with any of them, which is stunning, especially on the miles strip sack. That ball almost (laughs) – It was like the uh, the the Loogie from Seinfeld. It was defying <laughs> the magic Loogie is <laughs> defying physics. How yeah, the with, back with Baker,
1: and then you know it just so happens to end up in the hands of Christian McCaffrey, who's one of the most elusive players in all of the NFL, and he goes for 28 yards. So the majority of their offense comes on three plays. So it is true that that it is two busts, and that presents the majority of their offense. It can also be true that the way and the margin with which we are going to play with the next ten games, those can't happen. 100 percent
2: yeah they're unacceptable those are unacceptable uh, plays by our secondary and and guys certainly know better and know the rules of their coverage and I think part of it comes from you know being young but at the same time these guys now this is our second year in this system for a lot of these guys third year for Mm -hmm. some but second for you know Grant actually playing third year mentally in the system second year for Greg second year for John Johnson so they've got to clean these things up and so on, on the first one that's just a a straight bust. The the pass to mm-hmm. Ian Thomas, the tight end. That is. You know, looking at the wrong thing, forgetting your responsibility in that defense and, and him getting a free run and a free release can't happen. The second one is is slightly more complex in that when the Browns play their quarter coverages, you know, the way the rules that they have don't make it seem as simple as perhaps it should to the outside, but without getting into the nitty-gritty, the bottom line is given the way that those routes were run by the opposition being Carolina, that Greg should have stayed on top of the post and basically had man. To man And on the backside, and so, so Greg, Greg didn't do what he was supposed to do there. John Johnson actually did do what he was supposed to do there. And then Grant on the backside, when the guy that he was tracking or watching stayed in the block and then just did a little release to the flat, Grant should have immediately gotten deep to the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And so that, that way he would have been able to be on top of that post as well, and there's no way that post is ever thrown. Unfortunately... Grant was kind of looking at a dig over here, which he should not have been doing, and, and really he's reading this guy. And so once he reads that, he should have gotten deep middle, which would not have allowed the post to get there from the backside. And then Greg just has to stay on top of it. And and really a further point is while, you know, that was a mistake, it, it's not only a, a mistake within the fundamentals of the defense that the Browns were playing. It was a mistake in just understanding the situation. You're up nine with six right. minutes to go. Right. Make maybe they score. Maybe you, you stop them from scoring. But we're not saying you get so conservative that you just keep everything for whatever. But what you can't have is that if 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 the bust happens to be that oh well we didn't react quickly enough and they hit the 12 yard out underneath, big deal. Right. Yeah. But yeah. the 75 yard one play changes the nature of that game fundamentally. Yeah. Because if you make them take even four minutes to get down there, you're getting the ball back around two minutes, needing one first down to end the game. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different scenario than the one that the Browns found themselves in because of that. And that is, with this margin for error, that has got to be cleaned up. And, and when you play, you know, that's the thing that's crazy about this game is that the Browns should have won it going away. The good news is they won it, period. And a wins count the same, whether it's a, a blowout or whether it ends up being one that you let somebody back into. But to be the team we want, we have got to be money in those situations and not allow those types of things to happen. And so, Unfortunately, we did. It's something that I know we have been well-coached up on, and sometimes it's just about the execution in the moments and, and thinking, okay, situationally speaking, maybe there was a second of confusion. Should, sure. I, should I be the one dropping on the out? Am I passing the post on? Let's just err on the side of caution and make sure that post isn't thrown. Mm-hmm. And if everybody had done that, we're not having a discussion. I think we do win the game significantly easier than we did.
1: The the one thing you can't do is, is what happened. And there are two different mistakes that allowed for it to happen, than the overarching theme of give them everything underneath and nothing big. I was talking to Tyvis Powell, who I thought did a great job by the way on the, on your pregame show, former buckeye, played here with the Browns as well and spent a lot of time in Seattle and San Francisco in this defense he and broke knows it down really, well, really, really well. well. He did. I encourage you to check that out. It's basically everything that we were talking about and everything that you just laid out. But I was texting back and forth with him and I said, Well, on the Delpit, because he played that position. I said, On the Delpit, what happens there? And he said, Well, it's kind of tricky. But basically, what happens is when you're doing what Delpit it is is doing in this defense especially in that particular coverage there's not a lot of action that comes your way and he said my hunch is he probably just got a little greedy trying to get into the action and even for a millisecond that cost him what ends up be the deep read because there's not a lot of stuff that flows that way when you play that safety spot on the post like he is um and he said my hunch is that's probably what happened and it Feels like that possibly could be it, and when it's it's compounded by the fact that a mistake is made on the outside by Greg, and so that leads to all of it.
2: So that is in in, in the Greg and the Grant one. He just I think got caught looking. You're in you are in a let's see here. You're in a cover three. He's playing, so he's down near the line of scrimmage there. I meant
1: this, I was talking about the Newsom play, the big one. Oh, the Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said he's, Grant. He, I said well that Grant that Grant's part of that play.
2: So basically what happens sure. is he is sure,
1: sure, sure. gets a little greedy because you don't get a lot of action playing
2: that position in this. It's part of the design. Well, no, in reality, on the back side of that, you know, once his guy and he's reading number three. So mm-hmm. if you were to count from the outside in from the left, he had one, two, three, D.J. Moore, what, um, Robbie Anderson was one. He runs the post. D.J. Moore is the two, runs an out underneath it. The three was the tight end on that side of the formation. That's who Grant was reading, who blocked and then just did a little release out to the flat. On the backside, four, where Grant is aligned in quarters, that tight end, th- that guy basically has – Denzel basically just has that guy one-on-one. Yeah. And so Grant should have immediately realized a reachy number 45 mm-hmm. and Denzel one-on-one. Like, We'll take that. And Baker's not even looking there mm-hmm. under any circumstances. No. So get to the middle of the field and don't look at any of these things. And, and this guy running a dig it should be of zero consequence to you. On the other bust, which was – which was Grant, and again, that one – While Grant could have been in a position to prevent it, that one is not particularly on him. The other one, though, is because if his guy goes vertical here, which is from that side, that's number two for Grant, he's the one who has to take it vertical. And and he's, I don't know really what he was looking at. It kind of looks like he's looking at the running back, but he's got to take that vertical. You're running on the other side and just. It's like he stayed in the short zone instead of. So here and there was it should have been halves. So break on it the down. Back. So you basically have two receivers on each side of the formation, right? And you're playing cover three. So mm-hmm. in a cover three, the outside corners have vertical zones, and then the middle of the field safety in this case it was John Johnson as a vertical. If they run four verts, then your other corners inside actually carry the two seam guys with them because otherwise you would have four deep for three, mm-hmm. and you can't have that. So as we're watching this and kind of narrating to you. You see over here, so you got one vertical, two vertical, three vertical, four, and on the top side, we match it perfectly. Our inside guy gets back, gets the depth with that vertical just on the bottom. We, we don't and that's what we need to do. By the way, we run with him right there. They've got nothing other than a 2-yard checkdown and we have two defenders ready to pounce on it. So that was just again a um an error and those are things that need to be Cleaned up, and I know that the players and the coach will be the first to tell you and, and own up to it, as Greg Newsom did in his post game presser. To his credit, and he's a very intelligent player, and he's a guy that the coaching staff absolutely loves and adores. And I, I would feel like if you could go to the proverbial window and and put a few shackles on, will Greg Newsom do something like that again? The answer will be no. He is not going to repeat a mistake like that. Certainly not in a situation like.
1: No, not at all. All right, coming up next as we uh, continue to broadcast live out here at Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmsted on a Tuesday edition of the program The Great Hand for Dixon joins the program here live. We'll be out here till 3. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: And such a pleasure and a privilege to be broadcasting live out here at Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmsted, on a Tuesday edition of the program. And the pleasure keeps on coming as we're joined now by the legend, cornerback Hanford Dixon joining us here out of B dubs Hanford, how you doing, man?
6: I'm good, dog. How are you guys doing? Uh, Always good with a win. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't care how we get it, <laughs> or we'll take it any way we can get it. But I'm just happy we won. That's right. It is. Uh,
1: you know, it's it's interesting the way that uh, this team's going to have to go for a while here. And I, th- I think you know, without Deshaun, as we wait that out, there's a there's a margin that's that's pretty narrow to get those wins. You're able to get it in Carolina. You take it one and zero for the first time in a very very long time. What did you see from defense? defensively from Joe Woods' group uh, week one. Nathan and I broke down kind of the
6: two busts. But other than that, it was pretty strong. I thought they played extremely well. I, I really did. I like the uh, passion and, and how he's got these guys coming out and playing extremely, extremely hard. Uh, when you look at it, in the fir- I think at the first quarter, I think you look at Carolina had a total of six yards or something like that in the first quarter. But I thought defensively we played well. I thought we did the things that we had to do in order to win the ball game. One of the matchups I was looking forward to was um, Miles Garrett against the uh, rookie tackle, and I just sit there and I just laughed. I said, "This (laughs) guy, this guy just don't understand what he's up. Well, maybe he did understand. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. what he what he was up against. Uh, Miles could practically take him uh, anytime he wanted to, but uh, when you got guys like uh, Anthony Walker and you know you got Phillips uh, behind him, JOK. Uh, just to name a few of the guys, and I didn't even get to that secondary. I mean, with Ward and Newsom and and Johnson and all those guys, I mean, I I tell you what, this defense is strong, and it's got a chance, uh, I think, to be one of the better better defensive uh, uh, team uh, in the National Football League this year.
2: No doubt. Let's talk about that secondary for a second. And, and let's talk about MJ Emerson. In his first game in the NFL, played as much as any of our yeah. three corners, kind of had him on a little bit of a rotation there. They wanted to keep Denzel fresh in his first full game of action. Season, same with Gray because mm-hmm. he didn't participate in the preseason either. But I, I thought he was pretty darn good. What would you see?
6: Well, when you look at Emerson uh, right now, that draft pick, uh, obviously we took this kid out of Mississippi State. It's starting to look uh, a lot better right now because uh, Greedy is down and uh, – We know he's out for at least four games, but uh, uh, maybe more with a hamstring. But uh, this kid, he goes out and he competes, Nathan. No doubt. Uh, you got a better view than uh, pretty much uh, anyone. He goes out, he competes every single play. And what I like about him, he's not afraid. I mean, uh, he's not afraid to uh, talk a little smack to those uh, (laughs) wide receivers because he knows that uh, he can back it up. But I like him. He's he's big. He's he the guy can run, and he's a ranger type corner, meaning he can get his uh, uh, arms on those wide receivers within those first five yards.
1: Yeah, it, it is something how they built this defense, and there's been some stuff going around of, of JOK just being unblockable. Yeah, he just he thing? like yeah. blurs. He like hot blurs <laughs> I mean, around linemen. He's like, like a superhero, man.
6: Well, I, I think when they look at him, uh, Woods and those guys, uh, they would you know, want a little bit more weight on him but not to disrupt that speed because you know he still have to uh he's going to cover those backs and all but still he have to take those uh, big guys off from time to time. But boy, he's just going to be. I tell you what, in this year, I guarantee you the game has slowed down a lot yep. for him this year. Uh after his rookie season.
1: Yeah, but I think that's the thing that's so amazing about the way that this roster's been put together. It's really interchangeable. You talk about the size of MJ Emerson on the outside, uh, JOK, a lot of similar body types, a lot of interchangeable parts. As a quarterback, we talked to Bernie about this, uh, your partner, and, and we, we talked a little bit about this notion of, holy cow, if you're a quarterback, who's coming,
6: who's going, because they can all kind of do everything in that back seven. Well, what they do is uh, I, I think when you look at this defense, they disguise things so well, too, disguise their coverages, disguise when they're Coming and like you said, you hit it right on the head. You don't know just about who's coming and when they're coming, and I think that's a plus uh, for this defense. But this defense, uh, let's face it, with uh, with our quarterback uh, being out for the first 11 games, uh, these guys are gonna have to pretty much carry uh, this football team a lot. And they started off, I tell you what, uh, with the bang. And you talked about. It. I want to ask Nathan. Uh, I don't know whether they were in a three coverage or whether they were in a four coverage. Uh, you know, between because obviously there was miscommunication between the, the corners. On the yeah, they yeah. Were in, I they were I'm in hoping quarters. you can give me some insight yeah. on that thing.
2: They were in quarters, and because the slot receiver two ran a vertical. John was supposed to go with him, as he did, and Greg needed to stay on top of the post. Now, on the backside, Grant should have been much more into the middle of the field to get over the top of it anyway, but Greg needed to stay on, and he said so in his post-game press conference, but how, when something like that happens, <laughs> you know, how do you, and, and just kind of give people some idea of the complexities of zone coverage. Man is man, and everybody, I think, yeah. understands that, but, yeah. you know, the fact that if let's say the slack guy ran a five yard out, Greg would have had him. But because if he runs a twelve yard out, John goes with him, and Greg stays on the post. The things that need to be thought about in split second situations like that.
6: Yeah, but what you know what the most important thing too is uh, you know. Greg's got to also understand that he's got to get some depth on that whole thing. I mean, sure, he's got to keep a vision of the whole field and what's going on around him, meaning who's coming in the flats, anybody's trying to sneak down the uh, uh, down the sideline on him. But you cannot give up that uh, – that Not a why, nine with six minutes he, he, left? You can't do it. Let I mean, you just flat. absolutely can't do it. But what I love about the whole thing is, you know, they did what they were supposed to do after it happened. Let's point at each other. <laughs> Let's just point at each other. <laughs> and, 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 and when you point at each other, you, you got guys like Nathan in the booth saying, well, uh, Greg is pointing <laughs> at him. So, uh, obviously, Grant <laughs> Deffin, so he's pointing at him. So, obviously, uh, the safety was supposed to be there. That's a smart corner. That's an yeah. old corner trick right there. Point at the safety. That's old corner. The trick, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Dan Marino used to go up to his wide receivers when they. Uh, when something went wrong and it was Dan's fault. And Dan would just go up to him and he would start screaming, It's my fault! It's my fault! But if you're in the booth and you're looking at Dan pointing at him, you know, you don't know. you think Dan is chewing out the wide receiver, but he's telling him, Hey, it's my fault.
0: That is a beautiful oh. antidote. You're listening
1: to 850 ESPN Cleveland WKNR Cleveland. Talking to the great hand for Dixon here out at BW3, Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmstead. Uh, home opener this week. Uh, this is a special thing for this city uh, when you think back to some of your favorites, which ones come to mind when you think about the home opener?
6: Oh, God, you you you're kidding man? I can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> you know, don't remember a home opener. That's been uh, such a – How about the uh, juice in uh, the city walking down to that place oh, on it's a just, home opener? It, it, it's just awesome. It's electric because uh, I remember when we used to come out of that uh, – obviously, we played in the old stadium, and then we used to come out of that dugout and that place was just absolutely rocking and i think that's what's that's what's going to happen on sunday i think the place is going to be rocking because we're playing the jets obviously this is a team uh, nathan i think that we definitely should be and have to be because it's, you know there's games on the there's games on the schedule you can't even think about it those are the there's certain games that we have to win and we should win that's right. and this is one of those games so uh, i think the stadium is going to be rocking especially that dog pound and that's one place as soon as I came out, I would go straight to that dog pound because a lot of people don't know. They thought that, uh, um, you know, those people don't know. We was drawing energy from them. And uh, But it's going it, to it, – I can't wait. It's going to be not good. I have a few plays in me. I think I can play a few, you know. Don't, right, take, don't take me past five, but I can play a few, you know. I'm going to tell Doss.
2: I'm telling Doss yeah. on Sunday. You <laughs> yeah. draft. I got plays in yeah. me on I Tuesday. Tra- oh, Tuesday. No, I know. He's ready. It's the home okay. opener, so okay. folks. He's ready. Okay. Hanford. What does it mean <laughs> to be 1-0? It has been so long, 17 years since this team has been 1-0, and now a chance, as you mentioned, in the home opener. Everybody going down there to see a winning football team, a team yeah. above 500. That's the first time we've ever done that in a home opener that's been in week two. So what does that mean for this team?
6: Nathan, it's huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge because uh, I think they have the same mentality uh, that we had uh, when I played, and what I mean by that is, we would go. We would need to go one and oh. We would need to go like this week. We want to go two and oh uh, And but you can't go two and o until you take care of that first game. And obviously, we've uh, we've done that. We've taken care of the first game. We've gone one and oh And again, I keep telling you, it's huge. It's huge. So uh, uh, I, I I I just uh, I like where we are right now. I like our coaching staff. I like our players. I like the team that they have. Uh, uh, put together, but uh, got to keep it going. We got, we have to keep it going.
2: All right, where were you? And give us, walk us through the final <laughs> field goal. Your thoughts pre-field goal, your reaction to the field goal. Give me everything.
6: Hey, man, I was sitting there and I was saying, you know, I obviously we drafted this kid, Cade York, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting there the saying, man, uh, you know, big dog, you got a chance to uh, earn your stripes right now. You got a chance to be a member of the dog pound. And here's the thing. I mean when you look at it I mean what was that 10 15 yards uh that he had that yes. still that thing, you know that from kick From 58 from 58 it still could have been good so uh I'm just happy we have him and I don't care what they say you shouldn't draft a kick go yes, ahead you and should. Dra- <laughs> when it's one like when draft it's one like one. hey when it's one like this one Bring him on, dog.
1: He better not. No bills for him either. Right? Anytime he eats yeah. this week in town, yeah. don't even bring the man a bill. Yeah. He's on That's the top it. dog plan now. He is. That's the way you handle that. Great talking to you, sir. Hey,
6: guys. Thanks for having me. The
1: great Hanford Dixon, the top dog, joining us here uh, at Buffalo Wild Wings at North Homestead on a Tuesday edition of the program. We'll go one thought around the league coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
0: Cleveland Browns daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
1: Second hour here, live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmsted. This place is absolutely spectacular. I don't know how you could do better watching a game at one at uh, yeah. at this fine location here, my friend. Brand new stadium seating, everything you want. It's awesome. It's here, and we're, we get a little grub here shortly, so you have that to look forward oh, to, which man. is very very nice. OBM is the official. Printer partner of Cleveland Browns. When you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM because we can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or ohiobusinessmachines.com. What we learned, Gibby. Gibby. Uh, oh, not, it. not even on you.
0: It's not we even on you, Gibby. Not even your fault. We can't oh, even oh, give oh, you any grief. Not sad. even on you.
3: Hate yeah. to see it. Sad. One yeah. thought. Week one in the National Football League. Madison, give me a little tune underneath.
1: A little traveling music, I believe, as you like music. to refer to it.
3: Yes. Let's start off with the Sunday nighter. Tampa Bay 19, Dallas 3. By the way, uh, Jerry Jones saying late this morning <laughs> that Dak Prescott not going on IR. He could be back in four weeks, even N- though he just had surgery. But, but never underestimate
1: in- the fact that an owner of an NFL team who is also the general manager not only speaks after every game but has a weekly show on Monday to address all of it. And it's players go directly
2: to him. It's it's wild.
3: He should just name himself the coach and be
2: done. There's with
1: no it. other scenario like it in sport. No, no.
3: I mean, he gave the press conference at the end of the night. That's by, right. On by Sunday the, night.
2: By the way, when was the last time it was successful? No, <laughs>
3: 1995.
2: When's the last time they won a playoff game?
3: Uh, certainly didn't under Tony Romo. Oh,
1: they get to an so. NFC Championship game once or not? I don't even know. Like in the last 20 years, have they?
2: They I'm lost that game in a Green long Bay. Time. They didn't win any. Have they won a playoff game with Dak? No. No. If they didn't win one with Romo, I don't think. I feel like Romo had to have won a playoff did game. Did Parcells
3: win a playoff game there when he was the coach? I feel like he did once. I don't know. One thought from you on Sunday night while girl looks that up, Mr.
0: Bishop.
1: Well, I think, um, I think Tampa Bay's defense is really good. I think we forget that so much of their secondary was lost last year and out with injury, and they had some real injuries back there. I think their defense, my one thought would be on their defense. Their offense will come as the season goes along, but I think their defense is, is, would be my one thought.
3: Zagura, one Pretty thought. legit.
2: All right, real quickly, just to tag. T- so the last time they won a playoff game, they won one round in 2018. They won one round in 2014, one round in 2009. So, and then before that, you have to go back to uh, 1996. So they have not had much playoff success since those Super Bowl years prior to that. Uh, my thought there is they need to fire Mike McCarthy. It's a debacle. They're dreadful. They've got unbelievable, a collection of unbelievable individual talents. Micah Parsons. By the way, uh why does he do anything other than rush the passer? Yeah, right. like you have the—he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. He's in the top five. Those guys get paid a lot of money to yeah. rush the passer. Just have him rush the passer. Like he doesn't need to be an off-ball linebacker too. Just no, make him an edge rusher because no. he's it, great at it. The other thing, and I stayed
1: away from CD Lamb in fantasy. Like yep. now that he's all they got, yep,
2: going to yep. be tougher sledding. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I thought the other thing I took away is that I. Tom Brady is starting to look like a science project and not it's a as bridge. much of a human. It's about eight bridges too far. And it's yeah, very interesting to me. It's not great.
3: Up next, guys, Kansas City, 44, Arizona, 21. Zagura, one thought from you. Oh, my God. What's he going to do without Tyreek
2: oh, Hill? Oh, poor Pat. Poor Pat. Will
1: Pat be – what is – Tyreek's the whole operation. Who's going to get deep? How will he complete passes? Will he be dominant?
2: Well, he hmm. just goes out there and throws for five touchdowns, 360 yards, 30 of 39 on the day. Good for the number seven rating. And, by the way, did you see Sam Monson was addressing this in a series of tweets yesterday? He took it very personal. Those PFF guys, they take it very personal. Well, and he's personal. like, well, a lot of the guys were wide open. So, like, what are we what are we supposed mm-hmm. to do? Yeah, It's not as impressive if they're that wide open. Right. Right?
1: Well, and part of the reason they get wide open is because they have a robot,
2: at quarterback, who can throw it anywhere on the field. It was an absolute machine. So, takeaway, he's going to be just fine. Other takeaway – The Carolina Panthers continue to – I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, I'm sorry, continue to be a disgrace. And, and, you know, for Cliff, if you think about the – He's definitely on the hot seat. They just gave him a new contract. Which is idiotic. And they gave a quarterback a contract that said he had to watch film and practice better and do all of these things. And then they took it out because it was embarrassing. And then after week one, the first thing Cliff Kingsbury says is, we need to have better practice habits. You're the coach. Yeah, you're it, man. My one thought on this is Patrick Mahomes. Um,
1: and, and Kansas City. And Buffalo's really, really good. I picked him to win the MVP. I you picked did. them to win the AFC. I picked also. them to win the Super Bowl. I think they
3: are who we know that they are. Yep. Up next, Chargers 24, Raiders 19. Bishop, one thought from you. Khalil Mack.
1: Ooh. That's a game wrecker. And now they have Bosa and Mack. They have – you want to talk about a collection of individual talent that is staggering. I know Keaton Allen's out this week against Kansas City, so that will hurt them a big way. They were without Jackson last week. When he comes back, good grief. But what I would say is the, the idea of trying to deal with Bosa and Mack on a, on a week-in, week-out basis is brutal. Brutal. This,
2: this is what I've been saying. This team is legit. They are. They are legit, and they didn't have J.C. Jackson. Keenan Allen went out early in the game. They couldn't really run the ball, and they are It could legit. be their Achilles
1: a little I don't. I like Eckler a lot from fantasy, but I don't – is he
4: – if you uh, need a tough yard, sure. is he that guy? Well, but, but there's we not, will find out at some point. There's not many holes sure.
2: on that resume with that team. By the way, who he, – Here's the other thing. Go ahead. The Raiders' offensive line is terrible, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was under duress. Now, that may be because of how good yeah. they were but it felt like he was under duress quite a bit. And then here's another thing. So he threw 35 targeted passes. His stats would show he was uh, 23 of 37, but he had two that were just throwaways. Of those 35 targeted passes, 17 half went to Devontae Adams. Yeah. That's a big number. That's a, I think it's a troubling number. It's too much. Too much. And I think he's holding it looking for him. Just look, you've got Renner, Hunter Renfro. You've got Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro, three catches, 21 yards. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Remember who he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this from Tom Pelissero two hours ago. Keenan Allen unlikely to play Thursday night against the Chiefs. There is optimism after tests that his hamstring injury isn't anything long term. Next game, September 25th against the Jags. So a full two weeks to recover. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> I that? Did, no, I just got a tweet that was very funny and I oh. wish it were true. Somebody said I that. did say that, though. You did? The
1: Keenan Allen, yeah. yeah. It's okay.
3: Sorry, right. I was trying to look it up. Sorry, I saw it earlier. Sorry. He's, He's not on right. one of my fantasy tunnel teams. It's, right. like it's a whole thing that Ziggur and I were talking about. Yeah. When I start to look up something, I tune everything out. Your I brain
2: can't hear anymore. It happens to me. <laughs> I know sucks. you know sometimes. It happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely to you. You much more rare yeah. than I because I'm looking up information where you're just a fountain of information and dealing from – you know, great yeah. years of experience. But All right. right. You sure, know sure. the phenomenon. If you're reading something, it is hard to do both. How come you yeah. can't hear anymore? I can't do
3: anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't do anything. It's great. My wife uh, laments this, by the way. Yeah. I, I
6: bet she
1: does.
3: Yeah. Up next, Vikings 23, Packers 7, Zagara. Justin Jefferson is awesome. The Packers. Okay. so I believe I had this, by the way. You're
2: without Alan Lazard. hmm. Fine receiver. Yep. Not to be confused with the Justin Jefferson, not to be confused with the Devontae Adams or anything like that, but without him, they had nothing. Mm-hmm. And it felt to me like when, you know, Watson, you talked about this, dropped that one, and now yeah, I saw was... him. By the way, he smirked at the camera after that. Oh, my God. So he knows where the cameras are to smirk at them. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers smirked right at the camera, like, this is <sighs> our guy. This is what you want. This is well, who you give
1: me. He comes off the plane looking like a Peaky Blinder with his upset. haircut. I mean, it's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Oof. Here's – all right, I'm gonna. This is something I'm gonna. Can this is a guess the stats Gibby? Can you guess the stats Gibby? On oh, what a delicious man, what in the world pizza is that? thing. This is. I look this, forward that. To this this, this is the like special
3: it. bar pizza. Look at Compliments this
1: thing, with wow! Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, that's that's oh delicious. Goodness. I like the look of that thing right yeah, there. That's that. That. a win. Um, that peppers. Oh man. All right, here's your guess. The stats Gibby. I'm in. Can you tell I'm me? Looking forward to letting you down. Can you guess the score of the Green Bay Packers opener last year against New Orleans? I'll give you a hint. They got drubbed, thirty to three. They got
2: they got. Ooh. Is that am I right? Is it something like that?
3: Thirty-eight to three. And then they came back three. in week two and, and crushed somebody. somebody.
2: That yeah. was good. So
1: I'm going to chill out on the Packers. Relax. Relax. Um, they were drilled last year, and then it felt like they didn't lose the rest of the way. So I I, I think. They they still – the the Watson drop was problematic. Rodgers leans into all of this, and so it is what it is. But I'm not going to panic on them just yet. Minnesota's decent. I think they're good to decent. Um, But I think the bigger issue is let's chill out on the Packers. They get the Bears. You want to talk about getting healthy? They get the Bears at home this week.
3: That's right. Up next, guys, uh, the New York football Giants with a stunning one-point win over the Tennessee Titans. Bishop. You know how you win a room – as a first-year head coach,
1: you go for the win. Go for it. You go for the win. Why What's he got to Overton? lose? What's he got to lose? No one's expecting him to go to Tennessee and win anyway. Um, Tennessee, bat, you know, they battle back. You, you take care of it. You, Brian Dable goes for two, and now you have a guy who, you know, he was on Danny Dimes early in his face. You saw that video going around. He goes for two, gets the win. Now he has the throat of his team. And I think whether you win or – it's a big gamble, sure. I love the gamble out of him. I really did.
2: It was great. It was great. Okay, number one, Titans are who we thought they were, yes. and I think they are a declining asset. Number two, Saquon Barkley is all the way back, and the stats will tell you that. 18 carries, 164 yards, a touchdown, but just at six catches, 30. Just watching him, he looked like he was shot out of a cannon. And I'll tell you, you mentioned the thing where he was in the gorilla, Danny Dimes. I'll give Danny Dimes credit for then leading them down to win that football game after basically being undressed after he tried to throw a back shoulder to Saquon yeah. that he threw right to the corner.
3: Uh, up next, Bears 1949ers 10. Zagura, lead us off. You bold. Build domes. <laughs> that was a
2: ridiculous football game. It was. Because of the weather. But Fields was fun to watch.
1: Um, I think the Bears are really well coached by Matt Aberfluess. He's the first guy who, I, it, you know, feels like they played Fields against their wishes last year of the coaching staff. That's not the case anymore. It looks yep. like they're putting him in a position to win. You see the natural leadership the kid has when he got everybody to go slide after the final kneel down. And then if you saw the video of it, him post game giving the game ball to Eberflus to the general manager, all of that stuff was just awesome. Um, I just wish he was drafted by San Francisco because I think of course. that would have been yes. a game-wrecking situation yep. had that been the case. And I don't know what Kyle saw in Lance um, – and maybe this is too early to judge Trey, but it feels like Fields would have been a
2: sure thing in that offense. Here's what I'll say is just remember what Josh Allen looked like when he was a rookie. Yeah. And he didn't he played as the a rookie. Was, Lance didn't play as a rookie. The difference is
1: though is that Bills team wasn't ready-made. This 49ers oh, team very, is
2: ready-made.
3: Yeah, like Jimmy Garoppolo's there. And he's there, so I think that could be a really interesting spot as the season yeah. goes along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, up next guys, the Dolphins taking out New England. Bill Struggling. They Dolphins stink. 20, Patriots 7, Bishop.
1: The Patriots suck. Yes. Stink. Um, the further we get away from this thing, I mean it's just it's just leaning so much to Brady <laughs> versus Belichick. And Belichick is not a great GM. It's just no. the reality. He's not. He can't identify talent, especially in the early rounds. Um, and he's not willing to take on superior athletes. He, he wants everybody to be, you know, he's always looking for the specific type of player. And they don't have anybody that's scary anywhere. You, you mentioned Matthew Judon. That's the best we can do. There's nobody that's scary offensively or defensively for New England. And I don't see any
2: path to them relevant anytime soon. No, they're toast. By the way, guess the stats for you, Gibbe. Who, who is the only quarterback in his career to be – Undefeated in at least four starts against Bill Belichick. Quarterback? The only quarterback in his career to be undefeated in at least four starts against Bill Belichick.
3: Ever. I, I, I have no idea. Tua. Oh, because they bl- they played him in Miami and he Tua didn't play. Tua is 4 0. He didn't play when they were at Foxborough.
2: Tuna is now 4-0 oh against the Patriots in his career. He's the only quarterback to undefeated in at least four starts against New England during the Bill Belichick era, courtesy of NFL research.
3: That well, Bill's helping could, him out here a little bit with the effort. Yeah. That you they could showed stump the swam with that one, the Swami. That is good. Uh, up next, uh, the New York football Jets. <clears throat> They're taking receipts for everybody bashing them. Not a good look, Salah, to start talking like yeah. that. Uh, the Jets take one on the chin. The Ravens beat them 24-9. to nine.
1: Bishop. Duvernay, Bateman can play. So, they got two good receivers. Everyone worried about the Hollywood Brown thing. Devin Duvernay looks pretty good. Rashad Bateman Fast. is really, really good. So, those two guys can play. Lamar can still throw the deep ball as well as anybody. Hit some dimes in that one. Not a great completion percentage, but just a dominant win for them. They're going to be a factor.
2: It, and it felt like they just coasted to it. Mm-hmm. And, and you look at, you know, Flacco as a statue. He was hit 10 times, sacked three times. And, and I think our guy's got to be salivating about the opportunity to get after him on Sunday.
3: Next, the two of our favorites Philly, 38, Lions, 35. Zagura. Good one on Sunday.
2: It was a good one. And, and I think. Ch- you know, you look at Jalen Hurts, and you still wonder, can he do enough throwing the ball when it matters? He's a very impressive running. He's an absolute weapon. A.J. Brown was a great addition, but Devonta Smith finishes with not Crazy. a single catch, which is insane. And and really, I thought he didn't look good in the highlights that I saw, Hurts throwing the football. So that is still a concern to me. They're fun. The Lions are plucky. And DeAndre Swift, I've been saying it for I don't even know how many years, he's a stud, and he has a chance to, I think, have a very special statistical season this year if he stays healthy you hit on all the Philly stuff the one thing I'll say about Detroit is at some point
1: Dan Campbell you got to win a couple of these you can't lose every game by a field goal yep and they you know like you can talk about the toughness and chewing off legs and all of that but at some point you
3: gotta win you gotta win a game and they
1: fought back and that's fine but they're well past moral victories now they got
3: they got actually win a game Uh, up next Saints twenty-seven, Falcons twenty-six. Another blow-up from Atlanta's head coach, by the way. After that game, Arthur Smith was not pleased. With what? Walked off the podium uh, after the third question? question. It was just like, mm-hmm. "That's fine. You guys keep writing us off. You've written us off. Yes, ball. we're going to. Yeah, because yeah. you you're, you're, you're not, not you're trying
1: not to win.
2: Yeah.
3: the gutless Falcons. Um, I'll tell you what. Do you
1: know how many yards Jameis threw for in the fourth quarter of this game?
2: Two hundred. Two hundred.
1: Yeah, he threw for over two hundred yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter of this game alone. The one thought for me, though, and I didn't realize he was wearing number five, and it was weird to see him in five, but I wept for the fact Uh. that Jarvis Landry. Uh Uh-huh. He had 100 yards. He had over 100 yards. He had like nine catches. He makes a play down the sideline in a clutch spot where he just high points and brings it down on a huge first down they had to have. It's weird to see him in number five and not 80. Um, I was happy for him. It saddens me that he's not an orange and brown. I understand why, but it's still um, – I was happy for him to get a win in, in his it debut. Did. And when you look around the NFC, guys, you mentioned this yesterday.
2: There's no great team, and I don't know, I don't think the Saints could be, but they could be valedictorian to summer school here. No doubt. Solid defense. This was one that they snatched, you know, victory from the jaws of defeat, which was I think was very important for their team. I'm not sure Alvin Kamara is the guy that we were used to a few years ago, but I do think with, you know, Mike Thomas comes back, scores twice, looks good, they can spread you out and throw the ball around the yard a little bit with Jameis, and I think they have a chance to be uh, pretty darn good. And and this was a good showing by the Falcons. I mean, Marcus Mariota is – there's not a whole lot pretty about him, but he was a a very effective quarterback Mm -hmm. in Tennessee in terms of – Winning and, and you know being able to make some plays with his legs, and I, I thought that was pretty impressive that he was able to get them down there. They put 26 points on the board, and, and Kyle Pitts I think had two catches
3: for 19 yards.
2: Yeah, I mean Cordero Patterson too. By the way, everybody writes him off every single rolling. year, and he's just like he's unbelievable.
3: Yeah. All right, we got we got about a minute left here, so we'll go rapid fire. Steelers 23, Bengals 20 in overtime. Bishop. Ugly.
2: Five
1: turnovers, uh, three times in an inability to kick a field goal. So eight. Major miscues for the Bengals. Burrow was sacked six times, and you still have a chance to beat Pittsburgh.
2: It took all of that for Pittsburgh to win in a field goal in overtime. Uh, Washington 28, Jacksonville 22, Zagura. Jags should have won this game. A couple drop touchdowns. I thought Lawrence, you can see the progress he's making there. And then Carson Wentz does what he will do. He is capable of throwing four touchdowns, and he's just as capable of throwing four interceptions the next week. But this was – at a tie, he still threw two in this game. At times, the good Carson Wentz, and I think you look at their bevy of weapons, and they've got some there with McLaurin and then Dotson, who can who can fly and had two touchdowns in his debut. Colts 20, Texans 20. This official. will be one you look back, if you're a Colts fan, at the end of the year and
1: go, what happened? This cost us the this playoffs. This cost us the playoffs. Yeah. In the end, in the AFC, you have no margin for error, and this happened. You, Ryan threw for 300. Jonathan Taylor had a great game. and
2: Pittman had a great game. Yeah.
1: Just can't happen.
2: To their credit, you rally from down twenty to three in the fourth quarter to, mm-hmm. to earn they the They did, but how do you get buried? No. You, they'll still win that division, though. But they will be. the seat not.
3: might start getting a little warm for Mr. Reich. <laughs> I'd love they'll to give him that hot seat. He or, wants a hot seat. Everybody. Every hot seat no, for everybody. No,
1: Elk no. and Elks right lawyers now? for serious injuries call one eight hundred Elk Ohio for a free case review. Elk and Elks a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We we'll get higher or lower coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily broadcasting live on this fine Tuesday out at North Olmsted. the Buffalo Wild Wings, and we were just served a delicious oh assortment here. Goodness. The boneless, my, oh Buffalo man. boneless bar pizza is here. This I had a piece of this, absolutely delicious. Boneless wings, the ranch, the medium buffalo sauce. Mozzarella cheese, blue cheese crumbles, pickled hot peppers, green onions, thin crust. You had the honey barbecue pizza as well. That a was delight. a delightful treat. And of course, this place is awesome. Sweating. Stadium seating.
3: Give me sweating. <laughs> of course he is. Give it. I love hot stuff, but man do I just sweat. <laughs> and it's medium. That's that's, that's the that's medium wild. one. Yeah, come, medium. Come get some of this mango habanero, goodness, brother. Good news, I can I can breathe through my nose again.
1: Well that helps. I was I wanted to Always see. Always a what positive. You, yeah, you're way up there, the mango habanero. So only the blazing Carolina Reaper and the well, wild are hot. Goodness
2: gracious, Carolina Reaper. Yeah. Be careful. Like, Be careful with that. Proceed with caution, folks.
3: Yeah. Good food. I had Very run- good. Potato I had a, wedges with cheese, man. Still my go to.
2: I had a run in one time with Carolina Reaper sauce when I couldn't even speak. Somebody realized that I was in need of help, and I was chugging half and
3: halves to get oh to get rid of the heat. Could be addition Do by subtraction.
2: Do you go? Uh, Jeez!
1: Did you hear? This? Good lord! Now he wants you dead.
0: Yeah, yeah that's I, I didn't want him
3: dead. It just
1: how else could you to. interpret
3: what you just said, other than you'd prefer death? No, I just said you being quiet sometimes ah. isn't necessarily oh a gosh. bad thing. He's gonna lean on that only forever. All right, Gibby, it's your show. I know. Let's welcome in Anthony Poizel, Brown staff writer. There he is Boizel. on the tele. Hi, AP. AP.
4: What's going on, guys?
3: Good to talk to you, my friend. You. A little higher or lower <clears throat> on a oh, Tuesday. Yeah. So let's get down to it. Hit it, Madison. <laughs> higher or lower. All right, this one this week compliments of ESPN's NFL Nation. Uh, they did their power poll. And the rookies, who stood out, obviously, we know who stood out for us. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns up to number, actually, preseason down. ranking 17. We got down worse one. despite winning 18. Trotter, the heck are you doing? You hate to see it. Rookie, you stood out, obviously, Cade York. Uh, I would ask you gentlemen. Uh, okay. Uh, they had Minnesota 23 preseason. Yeah, which is outrageous. I mean. I know. That's why we do this. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, Poizel, I'll start with you as the guys go through their printouts. Uh, Browns, yep. higher, lower, or just right?
4: Yeah, uh, I think they're just right. Um, I mean, I know, you know, starting out 1-0 is obviously a big deal here, but uh, it wasn't a perfect game, and, and they need to, you know, be able to play four quarters well to sort of be able to move up above that middle of the pack line. Um, you know, I think you would have liked to see seen the defense play a lot better in the fourth quarter, and, Um, I mean, they just need to establish themselves as a four-quarter team and maybe, you know, a little bit of improvement in the pass game would help too.
3: Uh, Zagura. Look, this is
2: probably where we are going to live, and it's fine. Again, let's play the we're being disrespected card. We had an opportunity to blow out Carolina, and Mm -hmm. we didn't. We needed a 58-yard field goal. If you're going to look at just the facts of the matter, we needed a 58-yard field goal to beat a lowly Carolina Panthers team. And so 18 feels appropriate. I'm fine with it. We'll get into who I think we are better than, certainly that is listed before us, but we'll get to that uh, as we proceed here, as I see that you've had
3: them highlighted. So I'm going to follow the rules and wait for that time. Oh, I don't – you <laughs> – well, see, I called him out, so now he's, now he's all hurt. That's His right. feelings are hurt.
1: He's impervious to pain. Bishop, yeah, He's uh, like John Rambo. higher,
3: lower, just right for the brownies. The man eats what would make a
1: billy goat puke. I'll tell you this um, – it's, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Who cares? I, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, I, I will do this because I know you did, you're going to follow rules. I won't. Perfect. I went over everything that had to happen for Pittsburgh to win by a field goal. By a field goal? Five turnovers Five. from Burrow. Three missed field uh, field goal attempts or botched. They're, They're vomiting they in the stands. <laughs> vomiting in the stands. And they, now they don't have Watt for a while. So I
2: That's... like us better than them. But it's whatever, an outrageous jump that they made of eight spots it's based like on they didn't bet. watch the game. Oh, they beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, yeah, which it sounds great. But
1: and yeah. Minka was awesome. Like I'm not, and their defense is going to be frisky for sure. Yeah, um, but they're really limp. They don't have Najee is going to be out for a while. He says he's playing. Oh come on. That's what he, he had a list rank at the start of the year. and Now he has this. He's Even like, if he is playing, he's not going to be what he was. And T.J. Watt will not be playing. T.J. Watt will not be playing. So that's the one that jumps. But they out play to me. the. But the the thing this is, is fine
2: for us. It's fine. They could easily come in this game two and zero because they play the,
3: the Patriots, which stink. Yeah. Next.
0: Higher or lower?
3: <laughs> All right. Let's go to the top of the power rankings. Buffalo, number one. Kansas City, number oh my two. God. Tampa Bay, number three. Los Angeles, number four. The Chargers. That is. That takes us to number five, and the other team in Los Angeles, the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. Our number five, Zagura, higher, lower, or just right? I don't know how you could
2: watch that game. I don't know how you could watch that game. (laughs) And not think that this is a team with some serious flaws right now. The Rams' offensive line is not good. The loss of Andrew Whitworth is significant, and you saw that. They do not have a vertical threat to open up their offense right now. They They have no run game. They're not a great run game. They really have nothing beyond at this point. Allen Robinson looks maybe like he's cooked it appeared to me how that he would you might describe
1: his route running disinterested yeah what's with the t- and he's wearing like a baggy t-shirt and he's just like he like would just walk five yards and, and turn, turn around. around that's a
2: that's a route yeah and they were really praising him in the in the off season. so it's it i found that all very interesting and then defensively you know losing von miller means that teams and they have always right they've always keyed on aaron donald but they don't have another guy of note up front to help him out, and, and I think that was also very apparent in that game. So I, I do not think they're the fifth-best team in the NFL. I, I don't think it's rel- even close, really, that they are the fifth-best team in the NFL, and I would move them down right now, you know, to like 10, 11, and, and see if they can prove and, and earn their way back up. Bishop, based, based on week one, they're they're worse than Baltimore based on week one. they're ba- I have them
1: – even though – I went over everything with Cincinnati. I think they're worse than Cincinnati. Yes. I think they're worse than Green Bay. They're worse than Philly and Minnesota and Miami yes. for sure. Um, no, I think that re- there's real cause. And I think that the Stafford elbow thing that well, – not a big deal. Nah, he didn't have the same zip. He was sailing things. No, I i think there could be real, real problems. Not that they can't get them sorted, but some of it is finite. AP, higher,
3: lower, just right for the Rams?
4: Yeah, I'm going lower with it too, guys. I just thought, you know, the whole – their starters, their stars, I should say. Uh, I mean, none of them had a good game. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey just was getting torched all four quarters. And, um, I mean, when you're playing a team like the Bills in the first year after you win a Super Bowl, you got to be much better than that. I think he nailed it, Nathan, with Andrew Whitworth not being there. It, it was very evident that Stafford just wasn't uh, com- as comfortable in the pocket. And um, I, I definitely lower. They're definitely not in the top five right now, and they've got a lot to prove over these next few weeks. Next. Higher or lower?
3: All right, I'm going to skip over number seven, which is the Bengals. Number six is the Ravens. Number seven, the Bengals, takes us to number eight, the Green Bay Packers. Bishop, higher, lower, or just right for the Cheeseheads?
1: I'm not going to – I went over this when we were doing one reaction. I'm not going to panic on them. They would have to be worse off than Minnesota because Minnesota just beat them head-to-head. So – by that definition they should be below them because we just saw these two teams play i think the two teams that i'm least the least concerned about from week one losses are these two cincinnati
3: and green bay they'll be fine ap higher lower just right for green bay
4: um i'm gonna go lower with green bay but i don't think it's by much um i I think it was kind of an alarming game for rogers his first time not having devontae adams back there the fact that the two rookies that they have that are sort of expecting to step into a big role, Christian Watson and Romeo Dubes, they didn't really do anything. And and Watson opened the game, I think, with a drop for that would have been like a 75-yard touchdown. So um, I, I think they can figure things out. Um, but number eight still seems a little too high for me after losing a game to the Vikings. Zagura.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think with Bo, I think you need to relax a little bit on the Packers. They will find a way. It was not pretty, but I'm going to keep them. I'm going to hold them steady for now. Now, if we have another bad performance, like against the Bears, then then I will yeah. start to get concerned. But for right now, this has not changed my opinion on where
3: the Packers will be come January at all. Next,
0: higher or lower.
3: Number nine is Philly. The Eagles with a win over the Lions. Takes us to number 10 and the Minnesota Vikings. Higher, lower, or just right, Anthony Poizel.
4: Yeah, I think this is about just right. I know it's a big jump um, from where they were originally in the power rankings. Uh, But, I mean, Kirk Cousins was great. The defense was even greater. And I mean, like I said, being able to to shut down Aaron Rodgers is a huge statement in in week one. Um, Really good start for the Quasi Air, guys.
3: Zagura.
2: Yeah, Kevin O'Connell, I think, is a good coach. He was here with us uh, yes, he as a was. quarterback coach, and, and I've talked with Joe about him. They loved him back then, and he you know was able to learn some with Kyle, some with Sean McVay, and, and people were very excited to see what he would do for Justin Jefferson using him kind of in that Cooper Cup role, and I would say the early returns are very good. It is a dangerous offense when you've got Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. The defense looked good in this one. I like the Viking games, but I have all along. I mean, I, I think – You have been on th- them. Th- and it's not because we used to do MVD from, you know, the mall america although low those many years ago but uh, i do like i like this team i like them in that division and, and in that conference so i think 10 is fine but i think that there's a lot of guys in the mix in that you know to me 10 through us we'll call it at 18 there are a lot of good teams that could be listed kind of however you really want Look, they gotta be better than Green Bay. They just beat them. Of course. So in
1: that sense, they have to be higher uh, on on these rankings. It's not their Which fault they lower, started twenty-three. Yeah. That in, probably shouldn't have had a twenty three. It happens in college football all the time with the A people, like you're a product of where you're voted initially. You just shouldn't do a preseason ranking, or at least you shouldn't base your first rankings on those preseason rankings. And if you were to just wipe it the slate clean, you could make an argument Minnesota should be the number one ranked NFC team.
3: Next. Ooh.
1: Higher or lower?
3: <laughs> All right, number 11, the Dolphins at 1-0. and 0. Number 12, 49ers. Higher, lower, or just right, Zigura? Oh, boy. I, I Careful, your father will get mad. No,
2: I, I think for them to drop seven spots based on a game that was played in five. absurd cond- – or five spots, thank you. They were number seven. To be – to drop five spots based on a game that was played in absurd cond- – I think is is tough. They lost in the slop. I mean, they had to digitally put the yard markers. It was stunning and the to watch live. I mean, so the game was
1: broadcast here. So I had our game on okay. primary. That was on secondary because I was curious about fields and I wanted to see Lance. And then I had red zone on the third screen. And so it was stunning
2: when that came on. The boys were like, "What? What is this?" Yeah, they're trying to show you black lines on the screen. It, it, so I I don't think you learn anything from that. So I would think if you believe that this football team is capable of, of great things let's see them play a, a football game under normal conditions before we go ahead and, and panic. So I, I think that they are better than number 12.
3: All right, we're up against the clock. I want to go all the way to the end here. Next. Higher or lower? All right, so let's have a little conversation about the worst team in the NFL. Uh, right now, the Panther. number
2: 14. They're worse than that, by the way. Pittsburgh's worse than 14. Significantly. They
3: are, yeah. Number twenty-eight, the Carolina Panthers. Number twenty-nine, the Falcons. Thirty, okay. the Texans. Thirty-one, Jacksonville. That's thirty-two, not right. Jets. It's not right for uh, Jacksonville. No, to we'll start with you.
1: Jacksonville's better than that, um, and I think they'll prove that over time. I think they have the appropriate one thirty-two. I do think the Jets with Joe Flacco.
3: And the Falcons, the gutless self. Falcons, at least showed a little yeah. fight. And, and the, the Texans Saints. were
1: up big against a very good team at home with Indy and held on. Um, Carolina is probably about where they should be. Um, I mean, somebody's got to be down here. I still don't think the Bears are very good. I don't I think it was a fun win for them. But I think, I think it'll be a long, long season. I'm tell you what, as currently constructed, they might be right there. They're on their way down with, oh, with Cooper Rush at quarterback with with an inability to to block it, and I mean,
2: they could be. They, over the next four or five weeks, as long as Dak's out, they belong down with they the
1: could
0: Jets.
2: Be, it could be ugly. By yeah. the way, I think the Giants are better than the Seahawks. I know it was a nice win for the Seahawks, but that was – where did they move Seattle to 23 and the Giants are 24? Like right now, neutral that's
1: too, field. That's too much. That's yeah. an emotional spot. And yeah. I talked about all the things that had to happen for Cincinnati I Think to it, lose. The same happened – I mean, twice inside the five fumbling it. Inside and the, the one? Most, yeah, inside the one. And the most boneheaded two-minute drill I've ever seen. Ever.
3: Hoisel, quick 30 seconds. Your thoughts on the bottom four bottom five
4: yeah i mean i think it's safe for the jets to be there at 32 um i mean i just don't see any of the weapons that they have on offense can be any better with him i mean garrett wilson didn't have a good game elijah moore didn't really have a good game like their leading receiver was Corey davis for 77 yards it's just not not what they're kind of looking for in that offense there and then the run game just didn't get going at all so i mean i think it makes sense for them to be at the bottom of the pack and joe flack is just not going to get it done for them um and i would also agree i think it was both saying that the jaguars would be way higher up than 31 yes. um, i mean i know they lost but they played, they played a good game, uh, or at least they played it until the final end. So I think they're definitely a team that's going to be, you know, taking a step in the right direction this year. We're, we're not going to see them at 31 for very long. All right, great
1: stuff out of UAP. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. You could transform your current bath into a custom bath for that spa-like experience. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler with expert, factory-trained installers. Give them a call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Call 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality large huge selection of bath projects the most in northeast ohio all made in the united states superior products expert installers at the bath authority so much more to come you're listening to cleveland Browns daily on 850 espn cleveland
0: Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Browns fans at Kevin Spansky Show Remotes are back. Compliments of our friends at Bud Light. Join Z, and Gerard Cherry Thursday night, 7 to 8, West Park Station on Lorraine Road in Cleveland's Camps Corner area. Meet Browns linebacker Anthony Walker, Jr. Gosh, that's great. Check out Thursday night football as the guys get you ready for the home opener on Sunday. We want to thank our great friends here at Buffalo Wild Wings in North Olmstead. This was yes. absolutely awesome. What hospitality. Uh, it was just sensational. Uh, I want to thank Colleen, of course, Tony, the GM, the store manager, Nina. Just absolute awesome time out here. This place is state-of-the-art. The food was awesome. Uh, the new bar pizzas you're going to absolutely adore, so we thank them for all of their hospitality here. The next level is next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 in Cleveland.